Hey, man, is that the Garage Rock Show podcast? Yeah, man. Well, turn it up, man. This is the Garage Rock Show podcast. To those of you already supporting the show with a monthly subscription, thank you. If you're not already a supporter and you'd like to help make this show possible, please tap the link in this episode's description or visit anchor.fm slash the garage rock show to become a monthly supporter. And make sure to check us out online at thegaragerockshow.com and give us a like and a follow on Facebook and Instagram at Garage Rock Show Podcast. And if you like this episode, please take a minute to give us a rating in your Apple or Google store. Now on to this week's episode. It's Friday. It's time for another episode of the Garage Rock Show podcast. Chris here with our special guest this week. Uh, good to have you guys all back. Scotty, once again, joining us. What's up, man? Thank you, man. Glad to be here. Sorry I missed out so hey, long. But... No worries. And Kurt as well. Good to have you back, brother. Good to be here, man. Uh, George, joining us once again as well, man. Always good to see you. Thank you, as always. Uh, we got lots to talk about this Friday, January 31st, Season 2, Episode number 5. Talking this week about the Rock Grammy winners. We'll talk about uh, those. Rage Against the Machine headlining Boston Calling and Fire fly festivals two more they announced psycho las vegas reveals their full lineup it's pretty pretty killer on that one we'll talk about that aftershock announces saturday night headliner strokes announced a small west coast tour uh pearl jams jeff ament talks about chris cornell box set and his involvement in that sammy hagar in the circle announces some dates ozzy talks about his touring plans later this year uh, and unfortunately, we have some RIPs this week with Corrosion of Conformity drummer Reed Mullen, as well as basketball legend Kobe Bryant. Plus, this week in Music History Trivia, our new 10-second trivia weekly, WTF and more. That's all going on. And uh, this month's prize closet is still going on, where we have a pair of tickets up for grabs for Alter Bridge at the Regency Ballroom in San Francisco, February 23rd. Text the word PODCAST to 68683. Check out your tickets at Golden Voice. Uh, we got some new albums out today. Uh, in the rock and alternative and college world. Uh, Destroyer, Drive-By Truckers, Policia, Square Pusher, Squirrel, which is actually kind of an interesting one there. That's Jim Jarmusch collaborating with somebody named Carter Logan. I'm not really sure. It's called Some Music for Bobby Mueller. Um, And then Theory of a Dead Man's got some music out in Torres as well. So kicking off the rock news, did you guys check out any of the Grammys at all? I saw a little. A little bit, yeah. They never show the rock shit, though, of course, right? right. Yeah, never. <laughs> uh, they never show the rock, like, the acceptance speeches. I had to look them all up from, like, Tools Danny Carey, and um, they they got... Oh, and he did a great one with his tribute to Neil. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah, so uh, they actually won for, what was it, Best Metal Performance for the song Tempest, and then Gary Clark Jr., great guitar player. I don't know if you guys ever heard Gary oh. Clark Jr., but yeah. great guitar player. He won for Best Rock Performance as well. Uh, what else in there? He won Best Rock Song. Best Rock Album went to Cage the Elephant for Social Cues. Best Alternative Music Album went to, um, what was it? Father of the Bride for Vampire Weekend. Uh, I, I think I have the clip here from Danny Carey of Tool uh, talking about Neil Peart. Uh, check it out. It was so divine, and he was such a precise composer in the way he played that that was a big influence on what I wanted to do with a band, to be in a band that did compositions, and it wasn't just jamming and stuff like that. So and luckily I found the right bandmates to do that with. So there you go, kind of ins- big inspiration for him. Uh, so, yeah, uh, biggest night in Grammy uh, in music there. Uh, big big winner was Billie Eilish. Uh, everybody thought Lizzo was going to... Uh, get a bunch of. She had eight nominations. She had the most going in. But Billie Eilish um, uh, took took the show with um, man. Just she was the 17 years old. Apparently, she, she set a record, uh, making her the youngest artist in Grammys history to get nods in all four major categories at the same time. Pretty wow. amazing. Pretty impressive yeah, yeah. for her. Uh, she took home Album of the Year, Record of the Year, Best New Artist, Song of the Year, 
and best pop vocal album, best engineered album. She's got some interesting stuff, man. Yeah. Um, I thought she was pretty humble about it, too, and that's cool to be so young and get that going. Yeah. And and, and Lizzo, you know, outstanding performance, if you guys caught that at all. I didn't see it. Oh, she was she was amazing, dude. She's just really cool, and I, I, I dig everything she's doing, too. So it was, it was pretty good there. Um, so more news this week with Rage Against the Machine announcing two more major festivals. Check out the lineup here for Boston Calling. We got Foo Fighters, Rage Against the Machine, Red Hot Chili Peppers, a um, bunch of other artists. Run the Jewels, Jason Isbell in the 400 Unit, Liam Gallagher from uh, Oasis, uh, 1975. Who else? Ah, uh, you know, just kind of kind of run of the mill stuff there from Dinosaur there Junior would be cool. Oh yeah, Dinosaur yeah. Junior. There you go. Old school band right there. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So that's happening, of course, May 22nd through the 24th, Harvard Athletic Complex in Boston. Uh, where else? They announced Firefly, which is, uh, they got Billie Eilish on this one with Rage Against the Machine and Halsey. Khaled, Blink-182, KG Elephant. Uh, they even got David Lee Roth up there. Check there him out. There you go. Uh, he's touring. Uh, I know he's opening for Kiss. Um, yeah, he's doing that tour, right? Yeah, he's yeah. opening up for Kiss. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. That's I, fu- I think Dave has lost his mind, to be honest with you. No, <laughs> dude, you know what? He's doing exactly what David Lee Ross should be doing right now, dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> He's like the quintessential game show host. <laughs> and it's awesome, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, so Firefly, June 18th through the 21st in uh, Dover, uh, Delaware. So that's happening. And then check out Psycho Las Vegas. Oh, Danzig, Merciful Fate. They got oh, some man. 2020 U.S. exclusives with Ooh, Merciful we're Fate. Getting down. And Flaming Emperor. Lips. Yeah, they got Flaming Lips up there. Blonde Redhead. Obituary. Danzig. Now we're going back to my what? day. Yep. BOC, Down from oh. Phil Anselmo's Down. Drab Majesty. Yeah, dude. Good bands on this bill right here. Crowbar. At the Gates. Oh, my God. Yeah, man. Poison yeah. the Well, Wolves in the Throne Room. Pin back in there, even. Um, some, yeah, it's, me and, yeah, me and Kirk got a little at the gates history there. Yeah, man, it's crazy. Yeah, so that's happening August 14th through the 16th, Mandalay Bay Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. That'll be an expensive one, but uh, oh, pretty man. cool. That's a pretty killer lineup. Uh, it's psycho.com if you want more info on that. Aftershock announcing their Saturday night headliner, which to me was kind of a want wah. It was uh, My Chemical Romance. Yeah. As uh, yeah. the <laughs> Saturday night what headliner. Is this, 1995? I what know. What's going on? Yeah. Like, it's all the early 2000, late 90s stuff is like yeah. celebrating their 20th anniversaries. But for but for our younger kids, this is like. That's a big deal, right? A big, big deal. You're right. For the younger generation, I get it. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, it like, like Aerosmith going on tour. For them, <laughs> oh man! Did anybody ever talk about the Joey Kramer? Like, oh yeah, we talked about that last week. Oh, I so missed it. I told George too. Well, if you like, got anything, you know, yeah, that was a pretty no, bad. Oh man, that was a bad That's situation brutal. for him. Scotty has so, opinions on many things. I, I, we saw no. So at the performance the other night, was it or was it not Kramer? No, it no. wasn't. Okay, I told no. you. I said, dude, he doesn't swing like Joey. He looked like him. Yeah. They wouldn't got a guy that looked just <laughs> like him, dude. Put a Joey Kramer mask but on. But I could tell by, like, I mean, you know, not not saying I'm drummer whatever, but. You could tell I, as a drummer, you're I a drummer. I was like, dude, I go, I go, man, that guy looks like him, but he is not swinging like Kramer swings, dude. Wow. Like, it was crazy. It blew me away. That's just like a whole bunch of crap they that we could go on for, for an track. hour. I don't know. Crazy, dude. Crazy. Yeah, it could have been. Could have been playing to a track. Um, anyway, uh, Strokes announced a small run of U.S. dates. 
They're only doing some West Coast ones. Uh, BC, Vancouver in the beginning of March. Seattle, March 9th. LA, March 14th. Um, no word on if there's any more shows. Just a couple shows. Uh, and they also announced they're going to do a rally for Bernie Sanders. Give a burn. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, they said, we're, quote, honored to be associated with such a dedicated, diligent, trustworthy patriot, fellow uh, native New Yorker. Apparently, uh, uh, he was born in Brooklyn in 1941, and he moved to Vermont for his uh, political career. Wow. But he's a native New Yorker, so they th- I thought that was pretty cool. Good. Go Bernie. Crow milk, of course, is the protein-based milk uh, dairy product made with the eggs of crows, which we all know the eggs of crows are some of the most fortified eggs in the bird kingdom. Charles, you know from harvesting crows' eggs uh, yourself. <laughs> oh, absolutely. The uh, the fortification and benefits of these crows' eggs. Yeah. Sometimes you can just crack one open in your mouth and get the raw nutrients like oh, that. Yeah, yeah. But crows' milk does so much more. It, it not Helps only with inflammation. It, it it not only harnesses yeah. the power of the crow egg, but it it <laughs> blends it up in dairy based product that is just uh, second to mm-hmm. none. You know, and it truly gives you that. It truly gives you that that scavenger chest. Like it, <laughs> it really it makes you. It you makes know. you have the mindset of a crow. You see those crows on the street where you're yeah. driving your car, <laughs> and they don't move out of the way. Yeah. Because they're fucking jacked up on crow milk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you could be the same way. You know, you could just have that. I don't give a fuck mentality. Yeah. On crow milk. Yeah, exactly. Crow. Yeah, crow milk. Drink it. <laughs> Drink it and be, and be one with with your own um with your karma. Harness the power of the crow. <laughs> Harness the power of the crow. Crow milk. So. Thank you, crow. Milk. Uh, Pearl Jam's Jeff Ament says designing the Chris Cornell uh box set was emotional. Could you imagine having to do something like that? Uh, yeah, that's rough. Yeah. So he said that he, um, well, him and art directors Jeff Fura and Joe Spix picked up a Grammy Award for Best Recording Package on Sunday night for this pretty cool thing. So they got recognized. I thought it was right on. It was man. at least Chris Cornell's recognition in some way for that. Uh, you know, they did a really nice uh, thing for him. And I got a, a quote here from Jeff talking about the package uh, and working on it itself. So check it out. I mean, I first got a call like only about five or six weeks after he passed. And so it felt too soon at that point to be thinking about that. So it, it took us a few months and I asked for a few months for us to uh, come up with some images. And um, more than anything, like we wish he was here accepting the, you know, this with us. So wow. that was a pretty nice little speech. You could tell him kind of breaking up there. Very cool. Uh, he was with him in Temple of the Dog, you know, pre-Pearl Jam Axe, Green River, Mother Love Bone were the cornerstones of that Seattle grunge scene, along with Soundgarden and Mud Honey. Um, so it kind of uh, spanned that whole career for Chris Cornell with yeah. that box set. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, all right, Sammy Hagar uh, announcing some dates with The Circle, which is yeah. a pretty cool group. Michael Anthony, Jason Bonham. Uh, in there in that band and they're also got White Snake and Night Ranger out there with David Coverdale. That's a great show, man. Dude, that, I would love to see Night Ranger, dude. Yeah, I'm all about a, the White that, Snake. It'd be a great show. All the way around it'd be a great show. So, Sammy said in a statement, quote, I love some friendly competition on stage and that's exactly what it's going to be. David Coverdale and I have nothing but the highest respect for one another, but we'd also like to blow the other guy off the stage. Add in Night Ranger and the fans will have one hell of a night of music. Is is Tommy Aldridge still with us? Oh yeah, no, Tommy's Tommy Aldridge is still around. Yeah. As far as I know, um he was playing drums in White Snake and then I saw some video from last year and it was Mick Brown from Dokken. 
Oh. Playing drums, and then now that Dawkins doing their reunion tour, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Um, Tommy Aldridge is still just a badass <clears throat> drummer, dude. Just a badass. He really is. I got a quote here from David Coverdale talking about this tour and what it takes for him to hit the stage today and deliver the goods. Uh, check it out. Passion. It's not wanting to let people down. I've been doing this. Oh my God! If you, if you involve the purple stuff, we're coming up to five decades, and I've always felt an immense debt to the people who support our music and not disappoint them. Because if I disappoint them, I can't do what I do. So there you go. Sounds like a humble guy. He yeah. knows that his fans are. I've what, always he, what had he's a lot of respect for, for Coverdale. Yeah, sure. cool guy. So he's got a lot. He's one of them. He's one of those. You know, those those Brit guys that has class. You yeah. know, I mean, he's just. Very gentleman. Lo- very low key, man. British gentleman, you know. <clears throat> uh, so the dates start July 9th in Florida, and they go all the way through Chula Vista, September 20th in California, wow. with all everywhere in between. It's a massive tour. I want to go, dude. Like, and Hagar goes. My very first concert in my life, Mountain View, September was 13th. Sammy Hagar. Oh yeah, nice. It was Sammy Hagar. Yeah, Mountain the, View. We'll was... have tickets for that show on the Bear. That would be awesome, too. So, 105.7 The Bear. And as we get closer to that date, who knows? Maybe we'll give away some on the podcast. So, stay tuned. Um, All right. So, Ozzy saying he'll resume touring if he's well enough. He said, quote, if I'm well enough, I'll work towards it. I'm not having or I'm having physical therapy every day, five days a week. I'm trying, doing the best I can. Next surgery is not easy, end quote. So, in my opinion, I think he should just take it easy, cancel the dates for this year, get better, focus on therapy and getting well and then maybe next year right but i don't know what do you guys think of him still wanting to tour in like three or four months you think it's a smart move you think he should just go for it or what do you think a couple of shows here and there would be probably good for him but not you know don't don't get you know full back carried away yeah and don't get you know don't don't, do a tour a multi yeah maybe just a couple festivals yeah and then you know ease back into it check out this video he or this photo he put up. Oh, I saw this. Oh, for the, uh, that was for Peter or something. Yeah, right? it's yeah. a picture of him with all of his kind of fingers missing with bloody stumps. And he says, it says, never declaw a cat. It's an amputation, not a manicure. Uh, and he stars in this Ooh. ad and he's like, quote, amputating a cat's toes is twisted and wrong. If your couch is more important to you than your cat's health and happiness, you don't deserve to have an animal. Get a cat scratching post. Don't mutilate them for life. Um, and yeah, it's a, it's they compare it to cutting off the last bone in a human's finger as to what happens with well, a cat. Wow. I mean, that's what it is, right? Yeah, yeah. it's literally cutting off the so, finger, basically. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's a bad thing. Yeah, so good for Ozzy. You know, he's a you it's know that and like docking dogs' ears and cutting their tails. Yeah, off why do that? That yeah, that was always, that's always it's weird. such a uh, selfish vanity thing to do. Like the dogs, you know, that's what. They evolved to have the cover of their ear and a long tail, you know? And we don't think it looks cool or it doesn't look tough, you know? And it's like, give me a break, you know? I don't know. Fuck that. Anyway, Metallica doing something cool. They have this cool scholarship thing that they gave um, $100,000 to, um, what is it, 10 to 15 schools across the nation, and 1,000 students at each school gets a scholarship for training to enter the American workforce. Wow. At like um, vocational type technical education um, programs. And they say final reports from all the 10 schools, they just rolled this out last year, 
uh, that it's a completion rate of 80 to 90% and a 95% job placement for those people who graduated. That's awesome, man. Good, what a great good investment, man. Yeah, great very cool, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, thought, I think that's really cool, Metallica doing some good shit with their money. Well, and then in, what I found interesting about that is that because we still have the, the class system in which our country operates that there are white-collar workers and that there are blue-collar right. workers. And, um, you know, in Europe and in other countries, they, they usually sort it out with the kids at some point where they get to say, okay, you're probably going to do great in a university environment. You probably not so much. Right. And, and here are the trades that you could go into. And not because you're not as smart as the other person, maybe just personality-wise, but there's no reason why those jobs should be not as lucrative or important. Or important, yeah, yeah, exactly. Or, or uh, you know, um, whatever, valued. Yeah, sure. sought after. Right. College <clears throat> isn't for everybody. I mean, in some way, it's a smart way to go, right? Because there's a million fucking plumbers in the country, but only a few thousand college professors. Right, but at and, the same and, time, and they make similar amounts yeah, of money. Yeah, right? very true. Yes, very true. Um, it, yeah, but at the same time, the path to a plumber is a lot easier and more affordable than the path to a professor. Right. So I think when they focus the kids on these vocational and technical training, it gives them a um, an easier, quicker yeah. path to where they don't get into debt, thinking they got to go to some fucking university and get hundreds of thousand dollars in debt. When you could just do $10,000 at a vocational school at the most, maybe, and get a skill that you're going to have for life with a really good paying job. Right? I mean, that thing of, like, going, everybody needs to go to college. Yeah, it's that, bullshit. That shit's, like, so 1980s. I know. Right? And that was all a scam from those companies, like, trying, they, you know, it's all for profit. And that's, they're, they're fueling that, like, oh, yeah, this is what you need in the workforce, and it's all bullshit. You really don't. I mean, my wife worked her way up from... You know, where she was at Home Depot without all the training uh, to a very high position just from real world experience and being a good employee. Well, they you want know? you they want you to get your uh, your, you know, the the loans and yeah, they the want end. you in debt. Hey, man, fuck Fannie Mae. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You heard it here first. Fannie Mae. Uh. Well, it's a rare condition this day and age to find a beer made with krill caught in a cage. Krill and nutrition and a little lemon rind. Some people say it's even harder to find. Well, there must be some magic krill inside these bottle walls. Cause all I see is it's filtered with baleen. Real krill bursting out of everything. Krill Reserve Yar, it's made from stuff found in the sea Krill Reserve Alright, in <laughs> memoriam this week, sad uh, a couple deaths, uh, major deaths uh, First off in the music world, drummer Reed Mullen of the band Corrosion of Conformity Huge loss for me as a drummer uh, he passed away on Monday at the age of 53, 53. Uh, His yeah. band's bandmates confirmed his passing um, I mean, they were they were huge. They were the one of the founding groups back in 1982. Um, you know, they scored a couple rock radio hits in the in mid 90s, yep. in 94. Oh, but they were so underground, man. Right, and that and that yeah. truly was, yeah. The COC was, you know, that was. Did you ever yeah, see them live? Yeah, you ever see yeah, them live? A few, yeah. a few times. Yeah. Um, great, great show. 
uh, that that crossover. They were they were that DRI. Yep. You know what I mean? That that metal metal punk, punk crossover. You know, crossover. Yeah. I yeah. mean, they were amazing. They were great. It doesn't say how he passed away, so not really sure what the deal is with that. Hopefully, it's yeah. nothing shady, and hopefully, it's just you know. Maybe something like yeah. a heart attack or something. I'm hey, really being sure. a drummer don't pay well. <laughs> I'm sure he didn't have a pension or a fucking health <laughs> right. plan, right? right? No, a lot of these musicians don't. Um, no. They got to keep you touring. <laughs> my my heavy metal 40k is yeah. is giving me dividends right now. <laughs> uh, and this was super tragic. Uh, Kobe Bryant um, passing away with his daughter, as well as all those other passengers on that helicopter. What do you guys think about the fact that they don't have black boxes in helicopters? I mean, isn't that kind of uh, fucking crazy? You know, I mean, the fact that it was a, it was a, just the stuff that you know. Again, this is all ESPN bullshit or whatever. It, it the plane, the helicopter itself was designed just to be. It was like an island hopper, like they have in Hawaii. It's meant to like go, TC on Magnum PI. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. None of the Hawaii copters. <laughs> have black boxes either and they lose like 10 of those a year like See, you don't hear about yeah it. that's crazy but yeah because they're only meant to go like 40, right 50 right miles, whatever right anyway that's that's the well that's a good that's a good answer um it just know. sucks it's, uh you know it's it's unfortunate it was tragic could, man and it was in fog and all that shit i remember it's it's really weird because we were talking about it and i had said to my wife I, I was watching the news this morning, and they said anybody that's going down to Southern California, because, you know, from time to time we go down yeah. to or whatever, and it said anybody has family going to Southern California, there's going to be high fog and high wind advisories. Oh. That was Friday night, and then when it went down, I'm like. That's Saturday morning. And they grounded everybody. Yeah, they even had, the CHPs you, and yeah, everything. was down. And they were so, still flying. Well, didn't the pilot do, like, some maneuver Special, or like. He said he was getting above the clouds, and he said he would well, report back, and he made a bank or whatever, and then... Yeah, there's, like, a, some sort right of protocol table. you do with, like, uh, uh, you know, uh, I, I don't have visibility for the airport. There's, like, alternative sort of things that you can do to sort of navigate without visual confirmation. Right, you know right. I mean? And so... That's nah, just tragic. I don't know, man. Yeah, it was. Yeah, brutal. it's totally. It, it's it always sucks. Dude. I mean, the you know, the, I mean, forget the celebrity stuff and all that. Just the gravity of the situation. You yeah, know, definitely. it's just really bad. Hey, oh, gravity! Oh, oh <laughs> man, I saw what you did there, Kurt. I saw oh. what you did there. <laughs> we can, we can edit hey, this out. Ma- makes post. me uh. <laughs> Makes me glad I'm not rich enough to afford a helicopter ride. That's brutal. <laughs> Stevie Ray Vaughan helicopter too. Hey right? man, I know. I know. Right? How many great people do we got to lose to damn helicopter rides? Celebrities don't get on <laughs> helicopters, okay. man. Forget about it. Yeah, just drive just everywhere. Take the man. traffic, you know. Deal with the yeah, traffic man. like everybody else. Small you know? tour bus. Helicopters and small planes. You're okay on airliners. Don't get on small planes. <laughs> All right. Speaking of, let's smoke that stuff that took down the Skinner. <laughs> smoke it up. <laughs> Light it up. Let's get to the trivia right now. Let's do the trivia right, this week, right. guys. This week in Music History Trivia, January 27th, 2001, all the way back then, this band files suit against Universal Music Group in Superior uh, California Court in order to end its relationship with the company. The band charges that UMG with is using wrongful, monopolistic, and strong-arm tactics to keep the multi-platinum band on its roster. Was it A, Pearl Jam, B, R.E.M., 
or C, garbage? What do you guys think? On this day in 2001, who severed their ties from their I'm going to say I'm going to say Pearl Jam, man. Pearl Jam. Dahlia's joining us. How's it going, Dahlia? Thank you for all of those who are listening around the world. We appreciate all of your listens and um, yeah. your feedback. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. So what do you think of this trivia question uh, here? Uh, this band files a lawsuit against UMG saying that they use wrongful monopolistic strong art tactics to keep the band on its roster. Was it A, Pearl Jam, B, R.E.M., or C, Garbage? What do you think? I'm going to go with B, R.E.M. R.E.M., okay. Uh, Scotty said Pearl Jam. Uh, George, what do you say? I think it's Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam, okay. Uh, Kurt? I'm going to go R.E.M. too. R.E.M.? That's about the time. Ooh, that, that's about the time. Two and they, two here. You're, you're the nut cutter. <laughs> Chris is the nut cutter. <laughs> well, check it out. You're all wrong. Oh, it was see. garbage. Was it really? It really was. Butch it was Butch. Damn that Butch. Butch Vig. Butch Vig, he was the drummer, yeah. Well, he was the main producer and recorder of that band as well. Oh, yeah. uh, And the drummer. Yes, he was the drummer, yes, but um, main producer of their albums and uh, much more than a drummer. Um, And anyway, so yes, uh, he led that lawsuit and they ended up winning. You know, that doesn't surprise me. Um, Oh. Well, boom. Oh, that's all right. Oh, look at you, man. Sorry, dude. No, you're okay. okay. Go get a a towel. Just the dogs. Just bring the dogs in and let them lap up the wine. Oh, that's okay. Hey, you know. Don't worry about it. Hey, the chair's red. The chair's red. You know what, dude? It blends in. It's all good. Sorry for Kurt's bag, though. I think got the brunt of it. All right. Let's Damn move. It. Let's move on to the other trivia question this week. Spilling <laughs> wine like I'm Dracula. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> also this week in music history trivia, January twenty eighth, two thousand two, more than six hundred people line up in audition for the vacant guitarist spot recently left open in this band shortly after the departure of their original guitarist at the Guitar Center store in Long Island City, New York. Easy. Was it a Smashing Pumpkins? B, Limp Biscuit or C, Fallout Boy? What do you think, Dahlia? Fallout Boy. Fallout Boy? Okay. C. Okay. Uh, what do you guys say? Uh, George? I think it's Limp, them Limp Biscuit Boys. Limp Biscuit? What do you guys say? <laughs> them Limp Biscuit Bastards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Limp Biscuit. For Limp sure. Biscuit? It was Limp Biscuit. Yes. Here's a picture of the crowd from back then. Uh yeah. Oh, wow. yeah, they all showed up and they nobody got picked. Showed up yeah, nobody. Showed up it was all time. like supposedly they said it was a publicity stunt. That so did man, you look at all those short-haired white boys <laughs> in <laughs> New York City. Real quick, did you know that when they actually did those auditions, they had to sign the guys who were auditioning had to sign right. a deal. Yeah, that, and so they recorded the riffs. So if you went in and audition, they would and at the audition they'd say, "Hey, play us one of your originals," and they recorded all of that. And so they forfeited it all. They had to forfeit like, and so they ended up using riffs from all these guys that auditioned. They, they harvested the these. No yeah. way, dude! Swear to God, dude, look it up. Swear to God, <laughs> that's fucking dirty, bro. <laughs> that's not real, is it? I said you can't do that, can you? It's just shit sandwich. That is you a can't. Shit Where'd they print that's that? Not Where'd they cool. print that, dude? Yeah. I totally. Totally am a wow fuck up. 
and destroy. Did you this break microphone. the microphone, dude? Is it the the metal hey. um, thing that goes around it? There you go. Yeah, that's an easy yeah, thing to fix. And there you go. <laughs> Proof that you should never give a drummer a mic. See, <laughs> I no, and that's that's, that's tears real. Them up, dude. <laughs> that is real. We've that's, made that that's, There's more many. wire right there. Oh, oh you fix it. it. All right. Yep. There you go. You're good. All right, so let's go. Who's got more wine for me to spill? <laughs> <laughs> let's get on with the trivia. We got some 10-second trivia now. This is a, a new 10-second trivia thing that we're doing where we play a song clip. That's ten se- about 10 seconds, and you have to identify from those clips whose birthday it is we're celebrating this week. <laughs> oh, that's great. No, that's great, dude. Don't always assume it's the lead singer. It could be any member of the band, so choose wisely, and you'll have two hints to narrow it down. As to which member of the band it is, all right? Love it. Hey, Chris, what's up? You know what, Charles? Don't even go there. Not without my coffee. Oh, wow, Chris. What happened to your ever so polite and upbeat demeanor? Shove it up your ass, Charles. Your big, fat, ugly, pompous, face hole jerk, ugh, turpentine mouth. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Chris, you know what, buddy? I know what you need. What's that? Potato breath? Guilt? Reach right into my sack. Right there. Oh, oh, yeah, oh. yeah, that's right. Oh, okay. Pull out the can. What in the ninth level is this? It's a cold, refreshing can of a little something called Ball Jack. They're a vitalizing energy drink that'll kickstart your day with a little something called pizzazz. Pizzazz? Yeah, otherwise known as a combination of yellow 5-6 and a little known and regulated yellow number 16. All good things. Drink up! Hey, I feel better already. Of course you do, because Ball Jack is the key to morning success with a patented blend of caffeine, taurine, ginkgo biloba, and actual tears. You'll punch the day in the face and get pumped up like you swallowed jet fuel. Well, is it good for you? Define good. And Ball Jack is full of a little something we all know and love called energy crystals. Oh, energy crystals, like sugar? Sure, it's your party, Chris. So what do you say to life now? Look out, Betty, I'm jam-packed full of pizzazz. Woo, good. Go get them, Buster, and watch out for cops. Huh? Ball Jack, located at most retail chicken feed stores. Okay, so first up, this musician was born this week. Can you identify who it is with this second song clip? Here's your hints. Is that he loves and collects classic sports cars, and his daughter played flute on one of the band's early releases. Okay, so those are your two hints. Here's the music. Okay. So it's Pink Floyd. All right, Pink Floyd. So which member of Pink Floyd's birthday, based on those hints, do you think it is? I don't know their names. I'll just say <laughs> You can guess position. So does it have to be or, like individual? Um, we can all like, it's all just yeah, guess? Yeah, yeah, just all oh. guess, individual be guess. Nick Mason for you. Yeah, any anybody, you know, whoever in the band you want to guess. I'm gonna drummer. say I'm gonna say Nick Mason because I'm gonna say Nick Mason. Oh, because you're a drummer, you gotta go with Nick Collect Mason. Sports cars, like actual sports, yeah, cars real sports or like cars, models, Re- no Hot real, Wheels. real ones. Mm, he likes Wheels. to drive them and stuff. They brought their fucking toys. <laughs> Kurt, spell spell Pink Floyd. <laughs> <laughs> What do you think, Dahlia? Um, do I get points for knowing the name of the song? <laughs> sure. Yeah, you get a half a point. Oh God. Um, You're on the scoreboard. Uh, um, you could uh, say uh, the uh, the instrument if you don't remember their name. I'm trying I'll to give th- you a half a point. Okay. Um, okay. So I I'm, I need like another ten minutes. My ten <laughs> seconds no, is no. over. It's already too late. I think you're it's, disqualified. I think it's Floyd's daughter. 
That's Floyd's daughter. Yes. Yes. I'm going with That's her. All right. Tonight. They got Floyd's daughter. All right. What do you say, uh, George? I just said Roger Waters. Roger Waters? Roger okay. Roger Waters. That's what I was, was thinking. It's of. Nick Mason. No. Oh, boy. Nick, Nick Mason. Nick. He is the drummer, of course, from Pink Floyd, turning 76 January 27th. And Scotty got it. I was thinking, I'm like, is that Phil Lesh? Oh, no, that's Grateful Dead. (laughs) Dude, he he looks like someone's grandpa. I got to say that I cheated because I heard the Hawk yesterday and they had that same trivia question. Oh! Oh! Not this trivia. No, it wasn't. I'm joking. I'm joking. Wow, you had some insider trading. See what I did there? No, this is all organic (laughs) trivia here. This is not farmed from other sources. Uh, all right, we got another one here for you guys. Next up, it's movie birthday trivia. Play a movie clip here. It's around 10 seconds. You have to identify from these clips whose birthday it is that we're celebrating this week. It could be any voice you hear on the quote. Uh, you'll have two hints for each clip as to narrow it down for you guys. So this person actively supports environmental groups such as the Sea Shepherd Conservation Society, Greenpeace, and the World Wildlife Fund. And he once prepared for a movie role by losing 63 pounds by eating nothing but coffee and apples. So here is the quote. Huey released this for their most accomplished album. I think their undisputed masterpiece is Hip to Be Square. Oh, got it. Most people probably don't listen to the lyrics, but they should. Because it's not just about the pleasures of conformity and the importance of friends. It's also a personal statement about the band itself. That's correct. <laughs> wow, I had no idea. Christian Bale, uh, that was from American Psycho. From, Love I don't, that I don't movie. Ever want to sit through that movie ever? <laughs> it is, isn't it disturbing, dude? Like that movie. So I didn't even sick, like hearing dude. that clip. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Creepy. Uh, Christian Bale turned in forty-six uh, January thirtieth this week. Um, did you hear Marilyn Manson's in the New Pope? Uh, it's this series on HBO. Out of all shows, somebody like Marilyn Manson, he's got a um, right. <laughs> a scene where he visits this new pope. The scene is filled with irony, given that Manson has clashed with the organized religion throughout his career. The new pope is a sequel series to The Young Pope and airs Monday nights on HBO. John Malkovich? Yeah, John Malkovich plays the pope. Um, so it's kind of interesting. Uh, very aggressive. Did you hear about this? Uh, Paul Rubens wants to make a dark Pee Wee Herman movie. It would involve drugs, alcohol, mental institution, and, and electro shock therapy. Are you kidding? Me? I mean, you've seen his that video of his stand-up, right? Oh, it's outstanding. Oh, it's oh, it's so outstanding, fantastic. Yeah. He's he's saying the plot Very for this adult. movie would be like he, the character would get out of jail and embark on a yodeling career. He becomes a big name on the yodeling circuit, and soon after, a movie star. At this point, he develops crippling addiction to drugs and alcohol, and there you go, loses all his friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A tragic yodeling story, oh you know. Art imitates life, imitates <laughs> art, right? <laughs> He's like, I have a couple people that are interested, according to Rubens, but this is Hollywood. A couple of people interested, and five bucks will get you five bucks. So that's hilarious, <laughs> dude. What do you guys think about Robert Pattinson donning the bat suit? He's officially started shooting the new Warner Brothers, The Batman. Mm. This guy, mm. Batman, dropped Ju- June twenty fifth, twenty twenty one. <laughs> I, I did see a news item about how a, apparently he caused a ruckus on the internet where he was quoted as saying that Batman is not a superhero. And I'm guessing what he means by that is that oh. unlike other heroes that have supernatural 
their powers are imbued in them supernaturally. Oh, yeah, he's alluding, oh right. He's alluding to the fact that he has gadgets. Yeah, he uses his intellect and right. his wit and his... And his money. And his money. And his yeah. money. <laughs> right. <laughs> but he obviously had intellect in, in order to... You know, make those kind of... That's a good point, though. I mean, it is kind of, you know, a different type of typical superhero. I guess more of like the... Like anybody could do it. You know, so are, are we getting that politically correct? Like we Hawkeye. Can't, <laughs> we can't call him superheroes now. now it's, I know. He's a... Uh, He's a, a, a an above average technically human being. A, a crime he's, fighting you know, Batman is an above Man. average human being. <laughs> I mean, he's not amazing he's, he's like well Spider Man. We have a well off human being who's going to save our city. He's today. not quite incredible like the Hulk. Yeah, <laughs> he's quite not <laughs> fantastic. Are we really there? Is that? I mean, are we That's there? It's uh, nuts. No, I, I, it's I don't, nuts. I, it was the comic community that that chimed in to say, "Of course, he's a superhero." He's uh, his opinion is obviously the the uh, <laughs> minority opinion. Man arrested <laughs> with thirty phones. Yeah, this is weekly WTF this week. Man arrested with thirty phones in his cycling shorts after a concert. <laughs> he went to a Sum Forty One concert in January twenty first in. Um, in Dutch in Amsterdam. So he attended this concert. He was going around pickpocketing them. And putting him in his bike shorts, and he had all these cell phones in there. Apparently, some fans like blocked him as he was uh, trying to leave. They're like, "No, this guy's got our phones," and they they did some vigilante justice and fucking took him down. I guess. <laughs> yeah, don't don't fuck with the Dutch. <laughs> two Isn't that kind, crazy? Two kinds of people I hate in this world. They say fifty phones were missing. People who are intolerant of other people's <laughs> cultures. And the Dutch. How about no, you goddamn freaky deaky Dutchman? <laughs> Look at this fucking nutbag, dude. This guy got arrested um, and sued. Oh, no, that's nutbag. This man in Florida. <laughs> is that a fucking Lego house? <laughs> what he, is that? He has a nice looking house, right? But he painted it all fucking crazy ass colors. Um, like bright fucking yellow and <laughs> red and green and blue. I am looking at that thing, dude, and that's like... <laughs> I opened up a box of Otter Pops. Look at his van. He like painted that. his van, too. Look at the, the front's all smashed in. He's painted it. It says, who is Omar on the side of it? Dude, that mugshot makes me feel like he's completely satisfied. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Hey, let me tell you something. That guy right there, he is absolutely from Los Banos. Oh, my God. <laughs> that guy <laughs> is from Los side. Banos. No, he's from Regalo Look Circle, that. Florida. Oh, Look at that well, smirk yeah, Florida. Yeah, Florida. You know, <laughs> Calif- Central California. So the neighbors are the ones that turned him in. Apparently, it's against the law in his division that he lives in to do this kind of shit. You can't paint your house like those crazy ass <laughs> colors. Oh, oh, and the homeowners association is suing him, saying he trashed the house, but he's already been arrested on drug charges and is no longer living in the house. So the fucking neighbors <laughs> just gotta look at that shit. Honestly, though, like the other than like the yard being all jacked up. The house ain't that bad. I mean, no. the paint I mean, it almost seems like he tried to do a bad. decent paint job too. Dude, like. that that pink tower. I don't <laughs> yeah. know what that's all about. I don't it's know. It's like some a, belfry. Up there's there. a bell up there or something <laughs> that would be cool. Quasimodo, what's up there? All right, last story of the night here. What do you think of this? Vegetarian food company has developed a nicotine-like meat patch to help curve <laughs> cravings. Meat patch. I thought this was bullshit. That's not a Saturday Night Live. I know, right? A meat patch. (laughs) Look at um, this. So it's called Strong Roots. It's an Irish 
vegetarian frozen food brand, they teamed up with an Oxford researcher to develop a meat patch. The idea is like a nicotine patch. They say that the meat patch releases the odor of bacon after being scratched by the wearer. So it doesn't actually inject you with anything. I'm, I'm good on that. I, I, I'm going to say that you, you're, you're a smart man, uh, Chris, because you saved this story for the last because we're talking about a meat patch. And this the scratch and is, sniff meat patch. It's going to get... Oh my god, a meat patch. This meat is like patch. one of those joke uh, gifts you get somebody, I guess, you know, maybe for Christmas it would be pretty funny or something, but Oh my god, dude. Wow. Uh I don't know. I mean, if you were trying to go oh. vegetarian, I, I don't think you'd want to sit there and smell meat you know on what, your dude? arm, but I don't know. What if they I just think this is an onion? Hey, what if they not? I looked what? it up, dude. It's <laughs> what actually if, real. It's real. What if they make these I swear. Part for of all of our, um, you know, the the rations they give our troops when they go into battle. What if they yeah. include a, a, a meat patch and every throw a meat patch? And we go there. to the the countries or that. What about that people in space? <laughs> people in space, right? And they want to smell like they miss the smell of steak from home. They can scratch the meat patch up there in space. I'm tired of Tang. <laughs> yeah. No, but I'm saying it could be another. I mean, you know, you could. They throw us into battle. No, I hear you. <laughs> and, you know, with, you with scratch and sniff patches. Scratch and sniff meat patches. Yeah. And then you're just eating, oh, you know, whatever. Shit. SpaghettiOs out of a can. You right? think it's bacon. That's a good point. Well, that's a good way to end it tonight, guys. That's it for us. Follow us on Instagram at Garage Rock Show Podcast as well as Facebook, Twitter.com uh, slash Garage Rock Show. All of our links are up on nine different platforms at thegaragerockshow.com. If you enjoyed our episode, please rate our podcast in the Apple and Google stores. We do appreciate it. And we'll see you next week. Have a good one. Peace. By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents and the design of this podcast are property of the Garage Rock Show or used by TGRS with permission and are protected under U.S. and international copyright and trademark laws. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. The third-party materials or content of any third-party site referenced in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the opinions, standards, or policies of The Garage Rock Show. TGRS assumes no responsibility or liability for the accuracy or completeness of the content contained in third-party materials or on third-party sites referenced in this podcast or the compliance with applicable laws of such materials and or links referenced herein. This disclaimer is posted in full at thegaragerockshow.com.